On today's show, we have part two of Chrissy's Disney World trip with a non-Disney person. This is Double Your WDW, the Disney World Planning Podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode 217. I'm your host, Julie Elster, creator of WRWDW.com, the Disney World Planning website. We have part two of Chrissy's trip with a non-Disney person. She took her lovely fiance, who was so kind to answer some questions for me about Disney World as a non-Disney person. So if you missed part one, go back. It's quite funny um, listening to his expectations versus what ends up actually happening. They were there over New Year's Eve, and things didn't go exactly as planned. So part two, we're going to get into just the second half of their trip and also some post-trip thoughts So, you know, did he feel that the value was there after the fact? Did he enjoy himself? What were, you know, the the positives, the negatives, all of that great stuff? Some of his answers are surprising. Some are kind of funny, but we discuss all of it. We also have some great tips, things that Chrissy feels that she should have done, could have done to make his trip maybe a little bit better. That maybe if you are somebody planning a trip with a non-Disney person or you're trying to convince that non-Disney person to go with you because you love the parks, this is a great episode for you to listen to. So I'm just going to let Chrissy take it away on part two of her trip report. Okay, let's jump into your next day then. I'm hoping that we're going to see crowds start to go down a little bit, maybe... Mm, no hardly oh and we are gosh what okay i'm curious just because we are moving into race weekend it's yes. now it's after you leave but the people start coming in obviously and that impacts the crowds as well so once the holidays are over we get a dip but race weekend uh is madness so okay not quite the dip in crowds you were hoping for but where are you guys headed on january 2nd Yes. So our plan is to start um, the day at Animal Kingdom this day. And, um, you know, we went back and forth about it and we decided, like, let's not rope drop today. Like, let's take it a little bit easier. Um, I think it would be our, you know, our pre-planning thought was like, I think it'll be nice to have a little bit of a break um, on the second day and just like regroup. So I woke up at like just around seven o'clock. Um, to buy Genie Plus, and we booked our first lightning lane for safaris. Now this, I'm I'm interested, I didn't save the clip of this, but he had mentioned that you guys are going to, was it Kenya, I believe? We in are, yeah. Like a little over a month. And mm-hmm. he was like, I'm interested to see how the safari compares. Now I don't know that you, <laughs> I've never been to Kenya, but I don't know that you can <laughs> compare um a safari in kenya to now i love the animal kingdom safari but i just don't think you can compare them um so obviously we don't know how that safari is because you haven't gone on it yet but i'm curious to hear what he thought at least of disney's version (laughs) of the safari yeah i think he liked it i I don't think he was like super jazzed to go on it him and my sister i don't think we're okay my sister just thinks it's boring but we also (laughs) haven't done it in like 20 years probably so we did it and like she was cool with it she was like yeah that was like more fun than i thought and peter was like yeah that was great like there was a good variety of animals that we got to see um it was still early in the morning so like everyone was pretty active or not all the animals were pretty active so that was cool um so yeah, that was our first lightning lane. 
Um, it looks like based on my notes, we got to Animal Kingdom around like 9.15 and early entry this day would have been um, 7.30 a.m. So we definitely weren't interested in getting there as early. Now, was this for the benefit of the fiancés or was this just something that the group overall decided? Because as I recall from previous conversations that you and I had, it doesn't make you're like, I'll sleep when I'm dead. And you may have even said that exact phrase because um, it was a lot of like, just go, go, go. So was this something you wanted to do or were you guys kind of throwing a bone to the men? I think it was actually more of the former. Like we were willing to like take a break and chill out because um, my sister is the same way as me. And like, we just like to do rides. Like that's kind of a priority for us. And obviously, as we've discussed before, like Animal Kingdom is not really a park that's conducive to that. So we want, well, we wanted to do Flight of Passage. We decided to just eat the cost and buy the individual lightning lane because that's kind of the only way you can do it without waiting four hours. Maybe that's dramatic, but like multiple hours in line. Um, So we were like, no, we think that this is a good idea for everybody to do this. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it, I think this is the first time in, this is our third conversation that I've heard you say anything like that. How did, know. did you know, mm-hmm. I find sometimes when I do stuff like that, like it's, it's kind of, it's hard for me sometimes. Yeah. Isn't that mm-hmm. funny? Like, yeah. I'm like, well, what I'm missing something or I should be doing something. Um, did you feel that way? Did your sister feel that way? Or were you able to just kind of relax? I definitely felt like that in the morning, like when I woke up to buy Genie Plus at like seven and I was like, okay, we're going to sleep until like eight today. And I was like, I'm awake. I'm up. Like, why aren't, why aren't I getting ready? Like, I should just go. Like, what if, what if I just text Katie and me and her just like dip out early? Because you'll never see the men again. Like, they're not going to get on a bus by themselves. (laughs) That's the answer. (laughs) So, but like, I think, um, you know, once we were like there a little bit later, I think we were like, okay, this is nice. Um, you know, we didn't mind taking it a little bit slower, especially with like other people there. It was, it was pretty nice. So okay. I think it, at first it felt weird, but I think I kind of settled into it. Okay. So you got there, you guys do the safari. Yeah, it was, I, I thought it was great. I think it was a good way to start the morning. And then, um, it's like 9:45 ish now. We got some breakfast and coffee. The line for safari at this time was at 70 minutes. Oof. So like also Animal Kingdom again, just like crazy busy. Um, like way busier than I've ever seen it before. And I mean, I don't usually go at peak time, so that you know speaks to that. But um, even Genie Plus at um Animal Kingdom was a little bit of a struggle. Um, because after we did safaris, we booked Everest right away and we were able to use our Everest lightning lane, um, after we had finished breakfast and everything. But then we were also hoping to maybe go to Hollywood studios at some point this day. Like it was kind of like loosely thrown around, even though I, as I mentioned, we wanted to end at Epcot. Um, but so at like 1030, when we were using our Everest lightning lane, the only other thing we really wanted to do was dinosaur. Um, but the rock and roller coaster lightning lane was already out to like 6 p.m. So we were like, if we don't get it now, we're not going to be able to use it. And the return times for dinosaurs still looked like pretty immediate. So we're like, okay, we'll get this. We'll wait for the two hour rules to expire. Then we'll just like get on dinosaur real quick or whatever. Um, unfortunately it did not end up working like that because by the time the two hour rule had progressed, like it was already out past 
the time we wanted to stay at Animal Kingdom. What did the standby look like for Dinosaur? Um, it was, I mean, at this time, it was probably around like 20 to 25 minutes, but we were like, we're not going to wait for that. You know, like we'll get a lightning lane or whatever. Oh, no. <laughs> 20 minutes isn't too bad. And I'm guessing it probably would have been less had you done it. Yeah. So, um, but at this point, after we're done with Everest, we went to Nomad Lounge to put our name on the wait list because we were like, okay, this will be another good opportunity to like chill out um, and just like take a beat. So we were on the wait list. We did some shopping in the meantime. Um, and then we like just ran out of time. We ran, excuse me, we ran out of stuff to do. Like we looked at all, you know, none of us are like big on merch really, but I just like to look, but we kind of ran out of things to do. So we're like, okay, like let's go do it. It's tough to be a bug standby. Like we may as well or whatever. Someone sat in a puddle. Like it was, I don't think the guys were like really all that impressed by it, but like, I mean- who uh, who is except for kids i didn't tell them anything though i did i wasn't like i didn't give them any warning about like the stinger or the ants or anything so that was kind of fun for me personally <laughs> but not them. so then um our tables called for nomad lounge we got to like relax um at a big couch and have some drinks and like they were like oh yeah i could stay here all day and i was like okay well we can't stay here all day <laughs> but, um you're like cool but no <laughs> Yeah. So at this point, our two hour rule is up. This is where we discover dinosaur is not going to happen with a lightning lane. So we decided to book Midway Mania. Um, then at this point, it's our time to use our flight of passage individual lightning lane. I made everybody take a drama mean beforehand this time because I didn't want anyone to get sick. Um, and everybody was fine, thankfully. Um they also don't really care about Avatar, but I did think they, I think they thought it was cool. So like, I was glad. I, yeah, I neither do I, but they ride still cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, we had a quick lunch at Satuli Canteen, and this is where we kind of had to regroup and be like, okay, do we want to ride Dinosaur Standby? Do we want to just leave you know, now? We were like within park hopping time, like it would have been fine. Um, so... And then I know like we wanted to do Epcot and um, we were like, okay, so we came up with this convoluted plan that in hindsight, I don't think we should have done. We decided to ride Dinosaur Standby. Um, it was like 30 minutes. It wasn't bad at all. I'm glad we waited for it. Like it wasn't a problem, um, which I also don't ever like riding Standby. So, I mean, we made it work and it was fine and the the sky didn't fall. And then... Um, we were like, okay, we'll go to Epcot really quick. We'll do Japan. We'll do just the Japan Pavilion in Epcot because Peter really wants to do Epcot. And then we'll go to Hollywood Studios and use our lightning lanes. And then we'll go back to Epcot <laughs> to do this. And like, in okay. the, like, yeah. So in hindsight, very silly plan. But anyway, we do Dinosaur. We go to Epcot. We booked a Star Tours lightning lane. But We're like, well, why we not well just go this. to Hollywood Studios and then, like, why the the stop off for Japan specifically? What was I the think thinking we, there? I think we thought the compromise was like oh we'll hit one country right away because peter's like i don't think we're gonna have time to do everything and i was like no 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 don't worry like we'll do it we'll be able to it's fine and he obviously saw the writing on the wall that that was not gonna happen so we we're like oh like we'll do japan we'll, we'll go do that because i know you really like that one and he's like okay so then um silly decision in hindsight i think we all agreed to it um but we made it to epcot 
Um, we went to Japan. We did some drinks and shopping. Then we go to the Skyliner. We do star tours. We do Midway Mania. And at this point, it's like five o'clock. And we're like, oh, yeah. Like, we're obviously not going to be able to do Epcot very, like, to any degree that he actually wanted to do it. Um, if we were to stay longer and like use our rock and roller coaster lightning lanes. So I decided to go with him. Me and Peter went back to Epcot. Um, and then Katie and Tom used their lightning lane for rock and roller coaster. Um, so, and the way they described it, they were like, oh, they, they went to see the line and it was like wrapped around and they're like, ha, look at these suckers who have to wait in the standby. And it was the lightning <laughs> lane that they saw. And they were like, oh my gosh. So um, That's funny. So at this point, like I felt terrible because I was like, I didn't really realize how much you wanted to do Epcot and like the way that you wanted to do it. So like, I'm really sorry that that didn't get prioritized. Um, so we were like sitting down and having dinner and I was like, what if you, cause our plan the next day was to rope drop Hollywood studios. And I was like, what if you and I come back tomorrow morning and we'll let Katie and Tom rope drop Hollywood studios and you and me will come back tomorrow morning and do Epcot and we can take the morning to just the two of us together, like do the shopping, do the perusing and the the walking around. And he was like, yes, I think that would be great. And luckily there were still park pass reservations open. So, um, you know, my, I wrote like my little note. I was like, keep the priorities of like your non-Disney people at the center of the trip, which I definitely lost sight of. Cause like as the Disney person, like I'm here often, I can do whatever I want when you're not here. Um, but you're not always going to be here. And I want you to have a good time. And I think it's easy to assume that other people have the same priorities that we do. Yeah. And they Absolutely. don't. You know, I have to remind myself of that constantly. Because like you, I'm also not really like a nighttime show person. Mm -hmm. It just isn't my thing. But I know doing what I do and talking to so many people, I have to be conscious of the fact that like that's not everybody. Or like I'll I go with friends or family members who they do want to stop and watch the fireworks or Fantasmic or whatever. And it's like, okay, my priorities of going ride to ride to ride is not necessarily the priority of, you know, the next person. So understanding that different people want different things. And I'm glad that you guys were able to sit down and talk that out before. Before it was too late because you still have another day. You still have a third park day. So, okay. So this is still day two. You're in Epcot having dinner. Do you have time after dinner to do any more exploring in Epcot or is the day kind of over after dinner? Um, so we had about two hours left, which is like not really enough time to like accomplish everything that we wanted to do and like the level of depth we wanted to do. But since we knew we were going to come back, the next day, I think that kind of took some of the pressure off. And we were like, okay, let's just hit, you know, like the things that Katie and Tom want to do, because they're not going to come back. So and like, it, it really helped, you know, like set the mood for the rest of the night, like, okay, we're just gonna like, um, you know, even if we go through it quickly, like, that's fine, we'll be back tomorrow. So um, we were able to meet them in Mexico, we got um, some margaritas from La Caba and just um, kind of checked out everything in there. Um, we kind of just skipped over some of the other countries that um, I admittedly don't have the best drinks because it was kind of our, uh, <laughs> just our goal at that night. Um, so uh, we stopped in America. We had some drinks and a funnel cake to split. And then we stopped 
in Morocco for some more drinks. And then we finally stopped in the UK at the Rose and Crown for like, you know, that our end of the night. And then um, we headed out. So it was mostly focused on like drinking night, <laughs> um, because we okay. weren't like going to be slamming cocktails the next morning. The classic Epcot experience. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Finding the best drinks. Okay. So the next morning then after this realization that your fiance is not maybe having the best time because he feels like his priorities aren't being heard, mm-hmm. you've decided to pivot, which I love. I appreciate. So your sister and her fiance are heading to Hollywood Studios. They're rope dropping. Now, his priority was to explore Epcot pavilions. Am I am I correct? I believe that's what he said mm-hmm. um, in our clip. So Knowing that, Epcot pavilions don't open as early as like early entry stuff, other Mm -hmm. than like the Frozen Ride and Remy, you know, a couple of exceptions you're not going to be able to to see or do as much. So what is Mm -hmm. your plan? Are you sleeping in again today? What's what's the plan? Yes. So um, him and I, um, you know, we had planned to sleep in until around like eight o'clock. I woke up at like seven I did get us genie plus because we were going to be doing magic kingdom in the evening I knew we weren't going to use it very much at Epcot but I wanted to have it for the evening um and I think the price for multiple parks and magic kingdom is the same so it made sense to just pay for the right. whole thing oh 27 yeah. by today so the cheapest so going down at least yeah going, going down, in the right still expensive mm-hmm. but going in the right direction yeah so um i booked us a, like a test track lightning lane since we hadn't got to do that and then i booked us a tron individual lightning lane for later in the night um which was one of his big priorities was to do tron um but we ended up sleeping until nine o'clock um which you know i was a little bit like eh, about i was like oh no we need to like get up and go um but it was fine we were able to get to epcot at a time where we could still use our test track lightning lane and then you know things were actually open at the world showcase so like it was totally fine um we grabbed some breakfast from the bakery in france and then really we just spent like the next like three hours ish just um you know hanging out around the world showcase and I think it was just so such a departure from what I usually do um, that it was actually kind of cool to experience it in a different way. So like I would say like try to be open to doing it a different way because it was really cool. Like we had a great time. It was super lovely just checking everything out with him. Um, and even though it's like super not close at all to how I would usually approach things, like we had a great time. Did you find that you were seeing things that you had never experienced before because I as somebody who also is is very ride focused mm-hmm. personally I've found when I'm just like exploring there are times when I'm like whoa like I didn't even I didn't even realize this was back here like did yeah. you have moments like that oh yeah like I'd never like really walked into Canada or anything yeah before. it goes like, way back there like back it's, here. it's wow. far yeah there's yeah. a waterfall and everything <laughs> yeah so there were definitely moments where I was like oh my gosh like I've never stopped to actually, you know, take a better look at a lot of this stuff. So um, it was really great. Yeah, I'm I'm very glad that we pivoted. Um, I think it was definitely needed. And it was kind of nice to, I mean, I love spending time with my sister and, and her fiance, but like, it was kind of nice just to do something with two of us while we were together. And I, I think they felt, I think 
the two who did Hollywood Studios felt the same way. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Mm -hmm. And did you feel his mood lightening or improving as you were doing these things? Yeah, I think he was definitely like happy to have a break from like the back to back to back rides and everything and just like kind of slow down and just, I don't know, maybe like chill out on a bench or, you know, just like take a breather maybe. So I think I think it was really good for everyone. Okay, so how long did you guys explore Epcot? Um, From like probably at like 1030 to like 130-ish. Um when it was time for us to park hop. So yeah, we just spent a, a nice few hours together. Um, and then it was time for us to go to Magic Kingdom where we met with Katie and Tom. And it was also still crazy there. Um, probably just about as busy as it was the other day. But, you know, we just kind of made the best of it. Um, we had a small world lightning lane <laughs> um, that we used. Um, and then... We like grabbed a snack together. We did Big Thunder with a lightning lane. Um, we also had like a Winnie the Pooh lightning lane. Um, so it was probably around like four o'clock at this time. So we had done like a couple of rides back to back. Like we're, you know, getting back into that. And then um, at this time we were like, uh, we need to leave. Like we need to go do something else. Cause we did like, we had to stay until at least like eight 30. Cause that's when our individual lightning lane was, but we were like kind of hoping to make it a little bit longer into the night. Cause the park closed at 11. And we were like, there's absolutely no way we're going to make it. Like, there's just, there, <laughs> Sometimes like, your body like, tells you, you're like, it's yeah. not happening. <laughs> like there were no lightning lanes. Like, like it just wasn't possible to stay for any like, prolonged period of time and like have a good time for the way everybody was feeling so we um were we were supposed to do breakfast at boma at animal kingdom lodge the next morning on our departure day and you know obviously like dining reservations are a little bit more expensive like they add up so we were like okay what if we ax that reservation and then we go find like a sit down to eat at somewhere else like for dinner tonight i like that idea yeah. So we were able to, luckily we found a Steakhouse 71 reservation for like six o'clock. So like didn't have to go super far, like good food, not like terribly, terribly expensive. And last minute. And that's, that can be a tough one to get. I absolutely love the change, the rule change where dining reservations now you have up until two hours before yeah. to cancel because it makes it makes it so much easier day of when you want to be spontaneous or plans have changed or, you know, your, um, your mood has maybe changed and yeah. you know, tomorrow morning it's not going to happen. <laughs> so I, I, I love it. It's I'm so glad it worked out that way. Yes. We were, we were very lucky that that happened and it, it worked good for everybody. Um, so I think we like rode Winnie the Pooh and we're like, yeah, like it's time to, it's time to get out of here. Um, so we walked to the contemporary with the walking path and we were probably hanging out at the contemporary for like 45 minutes before our reservation. We were just like, I just like, nobody could stand to be in the park at the moment. Cause it was just really crazy. So yeah, we just kind of hung out. Me and Katie were looking at the gift shop and the, the gingerbread house, which was kind of nice to see. Um, so we got seated for our reservation. It was 15 minutes early. could not have been a better time. Um, so we headed back to Magic Kingdom after our dinner at like seven o'clock. Oh, the food was really tasty. Um, 
it wasn't like unaffordable, but we were going to go to Boma and that's like $35 a person. And I think it was even cheaper for us to all go eat dinner at. Interesting. Boma is a buffet. So like it's all you can eat, which is another thing we wanted to do when we had the guys with us because like, I think they would actually want to get your money's worth. Yeah, whereas I don't think I (laughs) would. (laughs) We'd be losing money if we didn't do this. There's that uh, gymnastics again we're doing with our finances. Um, But anyway, I do think like financially, like it was probably even cheaper. So like we weren't mad about it whatsoever. Um, So we walked back to Magic Kingdom. We got in line to do the people mover. We like almost timed it perfectly. We were so close to timing it to when fireworks started. Um, We were just a little bit off. But then we decided to get in line for Astro Orbiter because there was like nobody in line. And we're like, oh, this will be like a cool view. I was going to say I've done the people mover enough times during the fireworks. If you're a little early, just get right back on. The fireworks go long enough and that line is always short enough. You could have just gotten Mm -hmm. on again and seen the fireworks from people mover. But Astro Orbiter is even better. Yeah, it was great. It was fun. That ride kind of scares me because you go so high. And I was like, oh, I don't like this. But it was Um, totally but anyway it was still fun it was a cool experience um and then we headed over to do tron which i think probably took like maybe 45 50 minutes so like not bad at all oh my gosh the um the virtual queue line was like all the way back to like you know where you turn that corner to like get I'm not explaining it well, yeah, yeah. but it was way back there. And I heard so many people talking to cats. It's, it's like a huge ramp yes. to get mm-hmm. up to. And it, where the bathroom is, it was probably like pretty much all the way back to the bathroom. That's well past where the cubes like officially yes. starts. So, um, and I heard so many people talking to the cast member. They're like, I have the virtual queue. And they're like, we know, get in this line. Um, so we were very happy, very happy to have, spent the money on that and they had a lot of fun i think both of the guys thought it was really cool we got a great picture out of it so that was nice um and then it was about nine o'clock ish oh maybe a little bit later when we were done but we um went to adventureland to get some dual whip uh for the last time um and we got some popcorn And then we were just doing a little bit of like shopping at the end of the night. And I think like nobody really had it in them to go do anything else. And we um, were just, I think, ready to go. Um, So we headed back out to pop probably at like 1030 ish. There was a bus right there. It was really good timing. At one point, Katie was like, we should get a minivan back to, um, Pop, pop century because it's probably going to be super busy and this was like several like weeks ago and i was like i don't know if that's a good idea and luckily we didn't need to because i know that those can be really expensive i think they can i sometimes will price it just to see I and i'm like in my head like i'll have a number where i'm like if it's less than this then <laughs> i'll do it <laughs> very rarely is it less than whatever that yeah. number is though uh, um okay so what was that it then for the night was there anything once you got back or were you all no, just that was done it. done mm-hmm. done we were, we were done okay. any plans in the morning i know you canceled your your breakfast reservations yep. mm-hmm. anything else before you yeah. head out um which i think was smart because we were able to sleep in later too because we canceled the breakfast reservation but um we got up got our things packed dropped off our luggage um and we did get a bus to disney springs um 
and it was like Disney Springs was also busy and this was the day of the 5k so this was the first day of the race and I already saw people like walking around with their medals I was like because it's like 10 a.m you already ran a 5k <laughs> I know it starts really early it does start um, early so Disney Springs was also like crazy packed um it was kind of a colder day um like the sun wasn't out it, we just you know kind of made do with the time that we had um we stopped at Joffrey's we stopped to get someone breakfast somewhere I can't remember Peter snuck out and he bought me a little pin which was really sweet um, my like character for you know on my Disney experience app for this trip was I was Rapunzel so he got me a Rapunzel pin and then I was like well okay now I need to go buy more pins uh because I hadn't gotten <laughs> anything because we were looking for the Starbucks mugs um that they always have at the parks and couldn't find them anywhere and then lo and behold like two weeks later I see that they're now newly released so poor timing on my part but anyway um we had lunch we were able to like kind of split up and the guys were able to get some pizza me and Katie were able to get poke um yeah we just kind of spent probably mm, three or four hours there um our flights were our flight left at 6 10 p.m and katie and tom's left at 8 55 so we were all kind of like messing around with like oh like what time should we leave what time should we you know um all split up and then they actually just decided to uber with us to the airport um we have pre-checks so we were able to you know save a little bit of time there and not show up like four hours early um and i think yeah mco is so yeah. bad about that pre-check is a lifesaver mm-hmm. at that airport so they were able to um i think think on the way to the airport they were able to grab like a last minute mco reserve appointment so that's where you know you i don't think you get to skip the line but you have a significantly shorter wait time if you go with mco reserve um so i mean it still took them quite long but I think it was worth it for them to come with us. They were also like, what am I going to do if I don't come with you guys to the airport? Like, we're not going to a park or anything. So, um, yeah, we all got to kind of hang out at the airport together for a little bit. Um, we left on our flight. And they can either hang out at On the Border or Ruby Tuesdays, <laughs> depending on which terminal they're they were, in. I think they went to the Outback Steakhouse or something <laughs> like that. Um and luckily we were all like within the same terminal because i've had it before we've been like split where like you have to go through different security lines but luckily that wasn't the case here so um yeah we got on our flight they got on theirs i went and picked them up when they got home at like 11 and that was all she wrote okay all right so i'm curious because i know what peter said to me about his his thoughts after the fact I'm curious if he said anything to you or what your take on just spending time with him and knowing him so well, you know, what did you feel his take was? Let's start with like the value, the cost of the trip, you know, the, the return on, on value for him. How do you, how do you think that, that fared? That's a good question. I, I feel like I don't really remember him saying much of anything about the cost. I mean, I don't think there was anything that he was like, oh, this is so expensive. Like, I can't believe I'm getting another $15 cocktail or, you know, anything like that. I think like it was pretty just like, yeah, we know what it costs. Like, we'll pay it. Interesting. Let's go to the tape. (laughs) 
I mean, cost was fine, I guess. Um, well, I felt like if you just wanted a snack, it was going to be like a minimum of nine bucks. You can't really just get a bag of chips or something. You know, it's got to be this whole thing where it's like a, a Mickey corn dogs or something and it's nine dollars and it's going to take forever to get. Other than that, cost was pretty all right, I guess. Okay, hold on. And then he talks specifically about value, which is different than cost. So that was cost specifically. Here are his thoughts on value. Did you feel there was an appropriate value for the cost? Uh, no. I should not be paying $14 for a margarita in Epcot that comes in a plastic cup. In terms of value for, like, entering the parks? Hmm. Uh, it's tough to say. Like, if I think yes in the sense that there's a lot of rides to ride. Like, you can do a lot. But no, in the sense that it takes so long to do stuff. It's just all spread out. Even if you have a lightning lane, it's going to be a 20, 25 minute rate that, you know, it's basically by the time it takes to get to a ride, go through a lightning rate, uh, lightning lane and do the ride and everything. It's like an hour. So, I mean, you really only get so much time in the parks for how much it costs. You don't have enough time to do a lot. So yes, in the sense that there's a wide variety of stuff to do. No, in the sense that you don't get enough time to do it and get your money's worth. Okay, I found his answers really interesting. Because part of it is you said up front, you didn't tell him how much things like Genie Plus mm -hmm. cost. Um, so he... <laughs> He clearly was trying, again, to be yeah, diplomatic sure. about it when asked about the value. And, you know, the the whole thing about, like, drinks or food, uh, I mean, I, I guess I agree. It, it stinks, but that's any yeah. theme park. That's any tourist place. You're going to be overpaying, and it's mm -hmm. annoying. And, like, uh, I agree yeah. with him on that. The value is it's tough, I think, because of when you were there. And it's tough because he <laughs> – he had the Genie Plus experience and didn't even really know it is what it sounds like based on his answers. Mm -hmm. He's like, we kind of had lightning lanes. We still had to wait here and there. Um, so I think the time of year probably didn't play in well no. with the value aspect. Totally. And I, I think that made a huge difference because like when the lines are super long even with a lightning lane it's like you feel like you don't have enough time to do everything um you know i would have loved it if this was a time that was like off peak but it's just kind of the way things happen i feel like it would be different if we had gone at a different time of year which i and i, and I agree a hundred percent and it also makes me wonder just because you know because my first thought like initial thought is we'll take him during an off-peak time and then he'll see that you're not waiting 20 minutes mm -hmm. with a lightning lane you're walking right on but at the same time that's not necessarily his priority yeah. either like he doesn't need to walk on to 10 rides in one hour you know like for you you'd be like yes that's amazing for him that might not be um his priority so i think that's just you know i would say something to keep in mind for anybody like, you know, we had discussed know your person's priorities, how they like to vacation, things like that, before you start planning. Um, because he had said over and over about like, oh, I don't want to wait in lines. And even with lightning lanes, it sounds like he felt like maybe he was waiting more than he thought he was going to. Um, okay, let's see. Any other like things that 
he mentioned thoughts on anything else? I have a few more clips, but I'm wondering before we jump into sure. any of those, if he said anything else worth sharing. Yeah, I did have one. I don't know that he necessarily said it. I think like the vibe after the trip was like, yeah, that was so great. Like, I'm glad we're home. Like sort of a, like, <laughs> I think like once we left, it was like, okay, everybody forget it ever happened. Like, that's so funny that you say that. Cause I, you know, when I talk to people, I take notes as I'm going and I knew, I know what some of these other clips I have say. And some of the notes I took were, you were like, Oh, going on about like the tragedy of the first day. He at no point did he even mention that New Year's Eve was a debacle. Oh. At no point did he even mention that like motion sickness oh, okay. was an issue. And like, yes, I I cut up a lot of these clips, but even the stuff that I ended up cutting out did not even mention oh, okay. it. So I also think it's important to note that even if it wasn't like his number one trip. I think he's still going to look back on it fondly. Yeah. Um, I do want to play a few more things. Okay, this one I just kind of thought was funny. And I, because you have been there during various times of the year, right? I mean, you've been there when it's 100 degrees. You've been there now, you know, December when it's chillier. So I thought this, this one just kind of made me laugh. Um, he was talking about temperature because he had said in the beginning that if it's above 65 or something that he's worried about it. But so here's what he said. Did you catch milder December temps? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I would imagine probably, but, you know, it's going to be cold in the evening no matter what. So Him saying it's going to be cold in the evening no matter what. It, I laughed when I heard that because I was not like, true. he has not seen photos of me at 10, 11 p.m. at night, like visibly sweaty. Oh, you know, I've like you try and like clean yourself up before you get in like the photo pass <laughs> line. You're like, all right, I'm looking okay. Then you see the photo and I'm like, is my hair matted to my head? Like, why am I so shiny? And it's because it's, so it's 11 p.m. and it's 87 mm -hmm. degrees and there's no breeze. <laughs> so that, I mean, that has nothing to do with anything. It just made me laugh that he's like, well, you'd need a sweater at night anyway. Uh, no. no, sir. No, you would not. <laughs> okay, let's go back to some other... Um, I just I asked him just some other things that he wanted us to know about his take mm -hmm. on the trip. Not enough bathrooms at Epcot. What else? Oh, uh, I have a peanut allergy. They were really good about that. Um, if you noted it, they were really good about pointing out what had what and what didn't. What else? I need more snack options, man. There's just not I don't want popcorn. I need like just something small, like just a it's just a corn dog for five bucks or something, you know. Okay, that made me laugh because you talked about snacks quite a bit. And he sent me, I mean, quite a bit of audio. So oh, okay. these are, are pared down answers. But he mentioned snacks frequently oh, okay. in his responses. Like, why are there only, you know, Mickey pretzels? Why are... And, I'm thinking, like, did she not stop anywhere else? Like, that surprises me because I know you're an expert. But you're mentioning Tortuga Tavern. You're mentioning Dole Whip. You're mentioning, like, these other things. So I'm confused as to why he feels <laughs> his only snack options are Mickey corn dogs, which I don't think are a thing, and, <laughs> and popcorn. And I, I also don't exactly know where that's coming from. I mean, like... <laughs> As you yourself, though, have said that he's food motivated because you were like, all you can eat, yeah. perfect. You know, more mm -hmm. than once you've and said I, that. I so. brought snacks along with us. Like, I specifically asked, what do you want me to have in the backpack so we could have that for you? 
and I had like beef jerky on us all the time and he only ate it like one time which I'm not saying like is a bad thing I'm just like I tried to be prepared for that and I think it was another instance of like saying one thing and it being a different reality but I think he probably was just like why can't I get a bag of chips why isn't there a vending machine or something like that and I'm he'll be a vending machine takes away yeah, from the magic, my friend. Like, oh. that's the answer. <laughs> but, I mean, I might just be, I like, I'm just kind of filling in the blanks here. I don't know if that's exactly what he would say. But I think it was probably, like, he didn't quite anticipate that experience. He did say specifically, why can't I get a bag of chips? So it is funny that that's exactly what you said. Because I'm pretty sure I cut it out. Oh, but really? at one point, he, yes, like, word for word, at oh, one point, he said, so like, wrong. he gave me so much audio. And I was like, I can't <laughs> use 10 minutes on snack foods. So I, like, just took the highlights. But <laughs> but he did. He talked about Mickey-shaped corn dogs, which I don't know what those are, and not being able to get a bag of oh chips. But in listening to you, you definitely talked about stopping at different places. So I don't know, maybe he wasn't seeing, and it sounds like based on his answer with the drink, maybe he wasn't seeing the value in the food maybe options. Maybe that's it, yeah. I'm I'm not sure what the the answer is there for somebody who doesn't know, but I guess just giving them, like, listen, there's endless food here are some examples of some fun options. You know, does a a cheeseburger egg roll sound interesting? Does, you know, pineapple Dole Whip or citrus Dole Whip sound interesting? Like maybe giving different options to a newbie because it can be overwhelming. And sometimes the Mickey pretzel is like the fastest, yeah. easiest, or the popcorn, mm-hmm. fastest, easiest, you know, snack to get your hands on. I just thought that was so funny that that food was the thing he brought up. Yeah, I guess that doesn't surprise me, actually. <laughs> When I think about it like that, no, I mean, like, he is food and snack motivated. I mean, who amongst us is not? But I think it's also, like, a thing where, like, we've had this conversation before, like, when you're there, like, or if I'm with Katie, like, we don't eat that much. Or sometimes I forget to eat. But it's very the opposite. He's like, so when are we having a snack? What time is dinner? (laughs) I want to make sure we, like, sit down and have a meal sort of thing. And, like, that's totally fine. And I want to incorporate that feedback. But I was... I think he probably is just like, I need something quick. I need something with utility. Like, what can I get for that? And I just don't, maybe I didn't do a good enough job of explaining the options. But I think he was probably like, why isn't there a vending machine? Or something like that. It kept coming back to food, like the post responses. (laughs) so funny. I will say, like food came up um, fairly regularly. I do have one more clip. I want to save it for the very end though. But um any other like thoughts or takeaways for bringing somebody who's new to Disney or not a Disney person? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a, a point here that I just said, like, don't try to do things your normal way. I found that out the hard way that like doing it just the way you do it with someone else who doesn't do that is not going to work. Like be open to trying something different, plan for something different because we didn't plan for something different. We planned to do it the way we do it with just two people tagged along. I wish I could go back and pre-plan it in an entirely different way and just be open to experiencing things in a different way. Like don't be disappointed if you can't do it like you did it the last three times and the way you're going to do it the next three times. Like it is totally worth it even if it's a little uncomfortable to try something. Just take a different approach. That yeah, that is great advice. And I, you know, as I was taking notes here, just, you know, I was jotting things down. 
And I was like, she needs, I wrote this and I was like, she needs to take him during a slow time and plan some either non-park things or, you know, like, like what you did at Epcot or, you know, you can do that also at Animal Kingdom's another great park to do that. And I'm guilty of not doing that at Animal Kingdom either. And I had some like with my six-year-old, I felt like I was calling it my back to basics because she was like, there's an otter grotto. Like, well, we have to go down and see the otters. And like, that's not something I would just be flying past that normally. But like, we walked down there to see if we could find the otters swimming around. And so it's things like that. I think if you're going with somebody who's not a, the Disney pro and maybe isn't interested in becoming a Disney pro. And so on that note, my final question to him, I asked him, are you now, after this trip, a Disney expert? Here's his answer. Uh, no. I mean, it was fun. It was fun. But for me, I don't have that nostalgia for the parks and the movies and everything that makes just being there kind of fun. So I'm going to be in it more for the rides and kind of the fun food and drinks. Uh, and there are uh, a lot better rides for the most part closer to us and with less lines. The stuff that I think is fun, I can also get elsewhere without having to go to Disney. Um, hopefully that does not make me sound like a party pooper because I can see why people enjoy it. <laughs> I love how we yeah. had to get that last one in there. I really, I can see it. It's fine. It's fine. It's okay. It's like, it, sir, it's okay. We understand. We understand not everyone is like us. Okay. That's fine. You know, as we're recording this, I I have video and yeah. I can see you. And when he said, well, we've got places around here, like at home, you mouthed where? Yeah. And so... I, that was one of the questions I was going to ask is like, well, do you have something nearby that maybe interests him more than Disney World, like a Six Flags or something? So we have, we live like very close to the Mall of America and they have an amusement park there. But okay. if, okay, I've been to that amusement park many times. It is no okay, Exactly. And I, I think that's also like a disconnect is like, he's like, it's a ride. It's a ride. A ride is a ride is a ride sort of mentality. We don't go to that theme. We don't go to the Mall of America. A, really often. B, we don't, we definitely don't go because of the theme park. Um, and then there's also like a Six Flags type. It's called Valley Fair out here. I've never been. I can tell you it's no Disney World. Also like, Right. But I think to him, he's like, I, you, know, you know, it's a, it's another theme park. See, because his answer to that, may, I was going to ask you, it made me wonder, you know, like, does he see the difference in the intense theming? Like after Rise of the Resistance, for example, or Flight of Passage, where both cases you were like, he's not a Star Wars person, he's not an Avatar person, but he loved this this ride or these rides. He thought they were so cool. So that made me wonder, like, is he seeing the over-the-top theming? I don't know that he is. No. And that's not, I wouldn't say that's like a downfall no, on no. his part. I think that's just, it's a personality thing. Not everybody, like you and I go on it and we are, we appreciate like, wow, they use, not only is it a trackless vehicle, but they're also animatronics. There's also, you know, like the screens, there's also all these different effects. Like, you know, it's you and I see it and we appreciate all the different effects that go into it. He's like, that was a cool ride, you know, but he might also think just a standard coaster. That was a cool ride. Yeah. I 
think it probably boils down to something. <laughs> Having that understanding with somebody you're taking who is not a Disney person, I think is important. For sure. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised to hear that truthfully. But I mean, I, I think he maybe did bring it up. He's like, we could do this at Valley Fair, like wherever. And I was like, you just don't get it. And yeah. that's okay. Yeah. And that's like, okay. Um, but that's <laughs> kind of funny. That just took me by surprise. Yeah, your your face that was priceless when he said that. What? Where? <laughs> okay, so knowing what you know now, do you think you will be planning another trip with him anytime in the near future? And is he up for it? Um, no to the first question. I definitely don't see us going back together anytime soon. Um, I could probably drag him along like when we have kids in several years. Um, but I, do I think he would be open to it? I think he would probably say like, yeah, I would do it again. Um, but like for me, like, I don't, I, I want, I want to travel with him different places. Like, I, I don't think we need to do this together the way we did it again. I, I'm glad that we did it. Um, but I think the next few trips that we take together are definitely going to be not Disney. And when I do go, it will not be with him. It will probably be with my sister. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to, we've learned some things and we're going to keep it a girl's trip for him specifically. I did end up cutting it, but he did, he mentioned something early about fiance points and I'd asked him jokingly and he answered the question. I was like, how will you be spending your fiance points? And he had said something about taking you to a Packers game, which he's like, I don't think she minds anyway. But uh, I'm also a Packers fan. So I I think uh, he was like, she'd probably like that. So I don't know that that's a good use of his fiance points, but um, (laughs) I'm glad he recognizes that fiance points must be earned. Mm -hmm. It's you gotta an important do it. part of marriage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing your trip with me. And thank you to your fiance for indulging us yeah. and humoring me and answering all of my ridiculous mm-hmm. Disney World questions. It's been so fun having you on again. Yes, of course. Thank you so much for having me. It was a blast. Thank you again to Chrissy and to her fiance, Peter, for not only sharing their trip with me, but also indulging me <laughs> with all of my questions. Um aimed towards the non-Disney person. So a lot of really great takeaways here on ways that you can adjust your expectations, maybe adjust your trip even just a little bit to make the non-Disney person feel like they are a part of it, make it a little more about them, make it a little more fun for them, especially if you're somebody in Chrissy's situation where maybe you go semi-regularly And you're bringing somebody who doesn't, who maybe isn't into it, but you want to share your joy, your fun, your life with that person. These are some great takeaways. Um, So thank you so, so much to them for sharing all of this with us. And congratulations again to them on their engagement. So exciting. Yay. If you are interested in being a guest on the show, there's a link in the show notes. You can leave me a voicemail message. Otherwise, I will see you guys in the parks. 